0: Russia's nuclear drone torpedo, China and the Solomon Islands, and an East of Suez moment for the U.S.? Hello and welcome to the Episode 6 of the Early Warning Podcast which brings you these three issues affecting the calculus of global security, geoeconomics, or military conflict for May 24, 2022. I'm Wynne II, the Global Intelligencer. Thank you for being with me today for this News Digest. Don't miss an episode and gain situational awareness. Subscribe to the Global Intelligencer today at globalintelligencer.com. Dot .substack.com Visit episode 6 for all the links to these new sources found in the articles at bit.ly/gid006a as an apple. First, Russia's nuclear drone torpedo. In an article in the Washington Times, Veteran global security affairs journalist Bill Gertz reports on testimony by U.S. Admiral John Accolino, commander of the Indo-Pacific Command. Get the link to the article on this blog site at bit.ly GID006A. Gertz writes about a new special-purpose submarine called the Belgorod, which is to be deployed later this year by Russia with a nuclear drone torpedo. First hints of such a weapon came about in earlier reporting by Gertz in 2015. If you're interested in keeping up with the Pentagon, you can't miss this weekly Inside the Ring column in the Washington Times. Second, China and the Solomon Islands. Recriminations and reverberations from the recently announced security pact between China and the Solomon Islands, just over 2,000 miles away from Australia, continue to roil the Indo-Pacific community as U.S. President Joseph Biden makes his first trip to Asia in his administration. Maritime Executive has a story about the possible quote-unquote dual-use nature of Chinese involvement in the ports there in the Solomons like a dagger aimed at Australia. The loss of the Solomon Islands may have contributed to the election defeat of Australian Prime Minister Scott Morrison last weekend who had boasted in March of deflecting Chinese influence in the Pacific Islands only two weeks before the announcement of the pact. The U.S. has scrambled to reopen its embassy in Haniara, abandoned since 1993, also arriving late to the party. There has been no public disclosure of some of the exact terms of the security pact, but provisions could supposedly allow for quote-unquote dual use of capacity-building assistance, like upgrading airfields. Throughout its Belt and Road Initiative, Beijing has not been known to be so gratuitously generous without an expected payout. Third and finally, an East of Suez moment for the U.S.? Washington-based mega foreign policy think tank, CSIS, has just released an important x-ray of the bubbling issue of the U.S. role in the Middle East. The report, U.S. Defense Posture in the Middle East, provides a historical review of U.S. posture in the region and reviews the three major arguments in the raging debate in policy circles right now. Should the U.S. have a wide ranging, limited, or restrained commitment to the region? However, a Goldilocks solution is proffered, but even that raises questions about a sustained credible posture large enough to accomplish U.S. foreign policy goals in the diverse region. Also, even the authors appear torn writing, quote, U.S. interests in the Middle East are not as significant as a decade ago, but then go on to list several key challenges Russia, China, and Iran present. What China, Russia, and Iran have planned for the region is a significant US interest. Already 1 year and 4 months into the Biden administration, no national security strategy has been released beyond a two-page summary fact sheet and the White House's interim national security strategic guidance. The latter does offer boilerplate language, quote, "Our aim will be to de-escalate regional tensions and create space for people throughout the Middle East" to realize their aspirations, unquote. Not very convincing. The U.S. appears nearing its East of Suez moment when the United Kingdom withdrew from the region in the early 1970s because it simply could not bridge the gap between its foreign policy goals and the means to accomplish them. The 2023 defense budget is case in point as Brookings Institute analysis indicates, a shortfall of funding for the stated items already in the two-pager defense fact sheet. Remember, you can get all the links mentioned in today's News Digest when you read the article at bit.ly GID006A. That's your early warning episode today for May 24, 2022. Have you checked out our bi-weekly premium report, Global Intelligencer Plus, complimentary this month? Find out about the lessons Iran learned from the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Simply visit bitly Iran, I-R-A-N to learn more. Be the first to know about the new episodes of the Early Warning Podcast to stay ahead of the global news cycle. Subscribe at globalintelligencer.substack.com and follow us on Twitter at Get global Intel. I'm Win Trevetta II, the Global Intelligencer.